You probably know vitamin D based on its relationship to seasonal affective disorder or SAD in the winter. And it's true, people experiencing SAD generally have low levels of the vitamin, but vitamin D isn't just beneficial during the cold, dark winter months. I've tested thousands of my patients' vitamin D levels over the years, and rarely do I find the patient doesn't need to supplement regardless of the time of year. Vitamin D is a steroid vitamin, a group of fat-soluble pro-hormones that are best known for the role they play in supporting bone health and aiding in the absorption of calcium and phosphate from the gastrointestinal tract. However, a growing body of research highlights its important role in supporting other body systems as well, including cardiovascular and blood sugar balance, as well as increasing musculoskeletal strength, neurologic and immune function, enabled by its ability to target over 200 different genes throughout the body. At the same time, deficiency and insufficiency of this important nutrient has reached epidemic proportions around the world, making the achievement of optimal levels extremely important to overall health. Known as the sunshine vitamin, yes, you can get some from the sun, but fish and milk are also decent sources as well, but if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm not one to recommend dairy. So it's best to supplement, and it's best to have your levels tested to see how low you are and how high of a dose you need to take. We carry 1,000 and 5,000 international units of vitamin D3 with and without K2, as well as a 50,000 IU dose pack. Usually patients take that high dose pack short term. Use code vitamin D for 10% off these products at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now let's get back to the show. And you know the same thing about cortisol, about how if people have changes to their cortisol systems, that impacts every system in the body. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You're about to hear from Dr. Mary Clifton, who is an absolute CBD expert. I know many of my patients have found CBD oil beneficial for sleep and anxiety, but there are so many further benefits, like even mitigating the stress response, as Dr. Clifton will explain. Let's get started and learn more benefits of CBD. Welcome to another episode of the Longevity Blueprint Podcast. Today, I have Dr. Mary Clifton on as a guest. She's a board-certified, licensed internal medicine doctor who is recognized expert in CBD and cannabis. She provides consultation to patients and is a leader in teaching practitioners how to incorporate telemedicine and cannabinoids into their treatment protocols. She is an author and speaker living in Manhattan. She is also the founder of CBDandCannabisInfo.com and is a highly respected professional certification course, the Cannabinoid Protocol, (laughs) which you can tell us a little bit about. Um, She provides specialty consultation on patients and provider education and has worked with several pharmaceutical CBD and cannabis corporations on areas of product development, speakers bureaus. Uh, She's a spokesperson, has worked on telemedicine, medical and scientific directorship in the US, Europe, Asia and Africa, which is more than I understand. So you're (laughs) well versed on what we're going to talk about about today. So welcome to the show, Dr. Clifton. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun working in cannabis and CBD. (laughs) Well, certainly cannabis and CBD are buzzwords. I think the last few years, more patients are recognizing their benefits and they're wanting to learn more about how they can use them for their condition. So before we get into what they are, tell us about the endocannabinoid system. 
What is it? Why is it important? Tell us about that. Well, it, it would just be nice if it was easier to pronounce. <laughs> I have to think about cannabis and then yeah. if I think cannabis, then I can do everything. I just say everything canna, but it did, but it took me a really long time because people do like soften that A and, uh, and that one something I did for a really long time too. And then I, I worked with a PR person who was like, it's all cannabis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the endocannabinoid system is really, your viewers know all about this really. I mean, because they know all about the thyroid system and how, uh, how modulations in the thyroid system can impact every cell in your body. And you know the same thing about cortisol, right? About how if people have changes to their cortisol systems, that impacts every system in the body. The, the reason we don't know about the endocannabinoid system is because it was just identified in the 1990s. So it takes a really long time for new data to, uh, to trickle down to everybody. But the endocannabinoid system really impacts every cell in the body. We have a CB1 and CB2 receptors most predominantly located um, on every organ of the body. And there's CB3, CB4, CB5 receptors in isolated areas in the brain. But the CB1 receptors are located uh, mostly in the central nervous system in the brain and spinal cord. And then CB2 receptors are located mostly in the periphery. But for women, for purposes of women who are working on stabilizing their, their female health, there's a load of CB receptors in the uterus and in the, in the vagina. There's um, uh, plenty of these receptors that work throughout the central nervous system. And they just work to balance and stabilize. They're just like the thyroid and cortisol systems where your body is working to balance and stabilize and, and restore homeostasis. So they change the way that one nerve talks to another nerve. The, the um, ACS, uh, when it's properly stimulated and supported, will just help to change that communication. So when there's inflammation or stress, then the uh, ECS will help to bring things back into balance as quickly as possible. So how can we support that system? Is taking CBD oil or using a medical marijuana going to support that system? Is that the link there? Well, I think that's a really, really great thing to do. Absolutely. I mean, they uh, we're under, I, I mean, <laughs> we're all supposed to right, be working maybe six or seven hours a day, five days a week and getting our eight hours a night of sleep and exercising for an hour and a half a day and eating a lot of green leafy vegetables. And I mean, just simply meeting that goal for me happens virtually never. <laughs> so, when, so when I'm trying to balance and stabilize, I really have to be honest with myself about what I'm asking my body to go through every day and how I'm trying to incorporate a, a really high level of productivity and pushing a lot on my uh, biologic systems. So, uh, you know, there's all kinds of other things that support a healthy ECS, you know, getting your regular exercise, uh, eating a very healthy diet. You can also balance by using sort of the natural essential oils found in all kinds of plants it's like pinene and limonene and linalool and lavender and, uh, and basil and lemons. But the CBD and uh, cannabis are also very uh, supportive to stabilizing the ECS. It's a good idea to supplement, especially in the situation we all put ourselves in. I did not know. So you're saying even lavender oil will support the, uh, she keeps saying ECS. So that is the endocannabinoid system. Just for viewers, if you're new to this, when we say ECS, that's what we're talking about. So even lavender can support that. Yeah, lavender has really great supportive effects, but there's 
you know, upwards of 200 different uh, products that have been identified that can be balancing and supportive to the ECS, but there's, and behaviors, you know, sleep and, and exercise. And just like everything else, a really great, healthy lifestyle is supportive, but hard to do, hard to do. (laughs) In the world we live in, yes. Well, I want to talk about specific applications that for use of CBD that you have seen in your patients. Um, When I think of using CBD, I think of it being very neuroprotective, so helpful for neurodegenerative diseases like MS, ALS, Parkinson's, whatnot. I think about it reducing inflammation, which can also translate into reducing pain. So how does CBD um, help those conditions? Yeah, yeah. Could you speak a little? The CBD receptors are located at areas where one nerve talks to another nerve. So the easiest and quickest way that it works is to establish like a healthier communication from nerve to nerve. So when you, for example, burn your finger on uh, on the stove, that information travels up to your brain and travels back down and you pull your finger away and that takes a couple of seconds or a fraction of a second actually. Sure. But, but, but then there's all of the communication later about how much pain you're in and how, how your body is responding to that inflammation. And that's where the ECS is so valuable because it can change and temper and sort of manage and balance the way that one nerve talks to another because those responses can often get exaggerated. And if you're a person who has chronic low back pain, you know, chronic interstitial cystitis, headaches, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome with chronic abdominal pain, and you're dealing with these chronic uh, responses to your pain pathways and the pain pathways are continually being stimulated, then develop a very negative influence on the way that your body perceives any pain and just on the way that your body functions in general. So having your ECS, your endocannabinoid system balanced and stabilized helps your body to just have this uh, a much healthier response to either ongoing chronic pain or to acute pain. 70% of the people that come to CBD and cannabis come for anxiety, insomnia, and uh, pain. I would say that's true of my practice, except for I think that people have a lot of overlapping syndromes. So a lot of people may have trouble sleeping that is related to anxiety, or they have some pain that gets in the way of their sleep, or their anxiety ratchets up their pain. So a lot of people are dealing with all three conditions, and they all are sort of feeding in together. So the fact that people come to these products for all of those symptoms or for one of those symptoms just really makes me feel really good about being able to offer them because people are getting benefits from all of those different, uh, different directions. Specifically, one of my favorite studies that I love the value of this study because it was so carefully done and so properly done that it's difficult to argue that the results could have been anything other than accurate and totally true was a Canadian study on insomnia in patients who had severe PTSD. And the patients had been, uh, you know, were on medication. They were having a terrible time on average sleeping just five hours a night and having an average of five nightmares a week, just terrible intrusive thoughts that were disrupting their sleep. And you can imagine how miserable they were, like never sleeping, always having nightmares. And then they were given a cannabinoid formulation and really within a week or two, like at an astonishing uh, speed, they got control of their symptoms. Averaging seven hours of nights per sleep, seven hours of nights, seven hours sleep per night. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then uh, reducing their nightmare frequency from five a week all the way down to one a week. So just a remarkable improvement, so much so that the researchers said that they thought they would be able to remove a whole bunch of other medications that they were using to treat these patients because, you know, they weren't going to need them anymore because they were sleeping and they were they were getting restorative rest. So um, a remarkable improvement. And I think so important right now, as we're all moving through this global trauma together, to be able to put this trauma into our brains in as the safest way possible and protect our brains from a a PTSD experience in the future. So having uh, products available that make it easier for the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala to absorb memories in a really safe and effective way is a really important thing, especially now. Good insight there. Does CBD oil also have anti-inflammatory properties as well? Absolutely. The U.S. government has a uh, patent on the uh, anti-inflammatory properties of cannabinoids. So so they definitely recognize some value there. It's really a whole plant. I mean, it's as close as you can get to going out and, you know, harvesting the leaves yourselves and chewing them while you're walking around hunting and gathering your other food, which none of us do anymore. (laughs) 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 But if we could, that would be a great thing to do for our bodies. But yeah, you know, just, uh, you know, CBD... Uh, The full spectrum CBD is just a hemp plant that concentrates the CBD in the buds and the flowers. And we uh, squeeze the oils out of those parts of the plant. And then that is a full spectrum CBD product. So it has CBD, a little touch of THC, a little touch of other cannabinoids like CBN and CBG, and then all of the other fabulous products that come out of a whole plant formula. And that's where you get those full spectrum products that provide so much support for your body. So that kind of answers the next question I was going to ask on when I would, as a clinician, of course, as I'm, I hear these benefits and multiple applications for various conditions, I want to learn, okay, well, how do I dose this for my patients? Because I'm new. I'm new to using this with my patients. But also that, that begs the question, when should I recommend a broad spectrum versus a full spectrum product? It sounds like You're saying full spectrum is better because you're getting all the benefits of the complete plant. But when is the time and place for a broad spectrum? And what's the difference? Well, full spectrum and broad spectrum are basically the same and they get used a bit interchangeably. The the difference between uh, broad spectrum and isolate is where you start to see differences. Like, uh, you know, when what we do is take this whole plant product, this initial press, and then run it through uh, an alcohol distillation uh, generally. And then you pull just the CBD out of that product. So anything else that was in the plant is taken away and you get CBD, which looks a lot like baby powder. It has a really, it's a very specific one molecule product. And then you can suspend that in olive oil or coconut oil or whatever, whatever fat you want to use because it it, it suspends well in fat, not in water. And then you have the isolate. So for you and I, we, we need to use the isolate because you know, there's a touch of THC in the Buller Broad spectrum, and that might show up on a drug test where we have a zero tolerance in the medical community or in Department of Transportation. There are some communities that will not allow a touch of THC in your system, but and that's where CBD isolate is really effective. Or if you're just in a sober community and you want to avoid anything that you could consider to be uh, psychoactive because the THC is the intoxicating uh, cannabinoid. So just to be clear for our audience, are you saying that the full spectrum contains the THC, but that an isolate would not? That's correct. Yeah. So the full spectrum is in my mind, like eating an orange, whereas the CBD isolate is like taking a vitamin C tablet. 
Okay. So you're getting the CBD, but you're not getting all of the other chemicals in the plant that probably support the CBD's value. So anytime you can take a full or broad spectrum, you should. But if you're under one of these zero tolerance situations, <laughs> like you and I are, sure. then the uh, you know then the isolate is uh, is a really smart selection. Okay. Uh, that also, what you previously said, begs another one of my questions. Are there certain fats that we should look for the CBD oil to be suspended in and certain fats that it should not be suspended in? Well, these are all lipophilic molecules. So anytime somebody tells me that they've suddenly created a way to make this uh, suspendable in water, I always have to ask them, like, how did you do that? How'd you change the molecule? And then, you know, what it usually turns out to be is that they've surrounded the molecule with enough products that can be suspended in water that the FDA allows them to say that it's water soluble. So like if you put a drop of CBD around a whole bunch of sugar, you can say that it's water soluble because 90% of the product is suspendable in water. CBD is lipophilic and it should always be provided to you in a lipid, in an oil. If it's not, that always raises a flag for me. Sure, sure. Cartilage is the spongy tissue that helps to cushion our joints. Due to lifestyle factors like high impact movement or exercise or simply as we age, the cartilage we have can begin to degrade. This degradation can lead to joint pain stiffness and can drive inflammation in our joints. One way to help stop and reverse this degradation is by supplementing with the precursors to give our body the building blocks to make more of its own cartilage naturally. This is why I recommend joint support to my patients with joint pain. Joint support contains glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate, which are key components of building cartilage tissue. In addition, it also contains all the necessary cofactors to rebuild, like vitamin C, sodium, and potassium. Use code joint support for 10% off at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Back to the full spectrum containing THC, the full spectrum CBD oils still legally have to contain, is it less than 3% or is it? 0.3. Big difference, 0.3. Three parts per 1,000. Okay. Not even three parts per 100. So it's a very tiny, tiny amount and it's never going to be high. That is just a tiny amount of THC, but but it might be in there along with some other really good stuff too, (laughs) you know, along with all the stuff we talked about already, the limonene and linalool and and all of the other sort of essential oils of the hemp plant that provide a lot of value. Sure. So tell us about the farm bill. So is that, I guess I don't know a lot about it, but is that what is dictating that the levels of THC need to be less than this 0.3%? Yeah, we have these weird differentiations within the within the community of hemp and cannabis that we have a hemp plant that makes a CBD concentrated uh, bud. So if you look at the plant and if you look at the flower of the plant, it looks exactly like a cannabis plant, but it's a hemp plant because the flower is loaded with CBD. But if you have a cannabis plant, it's really the exact same species in everything, but it concentrates THC in its buds. So it's this weird differentiation, but the farm bill does allow protection for these hemp plants. So that allows the hemp plants to be grown and safely distributed legally in all 50 states. The only time that we've gotten into trouble with uh, distribution of CBD is when a very well-meaning and loving mother gives it to her child for autism or seizures or pain. And, uh, and I've talked to a number of these really beautiful, valuable, extraordinary people who are doing the very best they can for their families. But then they mention to their healthcare provider that they gave their child CBD and then suddenly they're in a sort of crazy 
child welfare mm. you know, uh, state situation with with the protection of their children. Most recently, I had a woman whose child had COVID and was very sick and was getting better from uh, CBD administration along with everything else she was doing. And uh, she mentioned it to a doctor and then uh, now is in the middle of a terrible mess. Mm. Actually, I think in your state, in Iowa. Wow. But other than that, this CBD is 100% legal uh, and able to be shipped to anywhere in the 50 states and is uh, very safe to administer. It's impossible to overdose. There's no CB receptors, interestingly, in the brainstem. So you can't stop your heart. You can't stop your breathing with CBD or cannabis. So there's been zero reported deaths from either of those uh, products. They work just as a supplement to everything else you're doing. Very good. Thank you for clarifying that. There are, with supplements that I'm recommending to my patients, various routes of absorption, right? Different ways to take multiple supplements. So when it comes to CBD oil, can you mention your favorite? Maybe list off different ways that patients can ingest or take that and tell us what your favorite ways are. Well, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. So I think it's really important when you start thinking about using CBD that you, uh, you know, that you give yourself some time to try it and make sure that it's something that's going to work for you. And the very best way to give it a good try is with a, uh, a tincture, with a, uh, you know, with one of these little bottles. And why I came up to this interview without a bottle to show you, I don't know why. But, the, <laughs> but you know, just a, a little dropper, a bottle that has a little dropper on the top. And that will allow you to give yourself a half a dropper full, go up to a full dropper full, see how it's working for you. And if you hold it in your mouth or uh, under your tongue or, or in between, uh, you know, in your gum and, and your cheek, you can get a lot of absorption in 60 to 90 seconds. So you can see if the product's working for you. And then if it doesn't work, you'll know in 10 or 15 minutes, you can take a little bit more and see if you feel a little bit better at that point. And that'll help you to determine what kind of amount works for you based on your particular physiology, the way that your body is put together. That is the way that many of my patients take their bioidentical hormones, sublingual under the tongue or in the cheek and the buckle area. So that makes sense, the CBD oil. Absorption that way. Yeah, yeah, can be taken that way as well. So some companies market, they have a, a liposomal version, just like how you can take liposomal glutathione. There's a liposomal... A CBD. Do you buy into that? Do you feel like that helps with more rapid absorption and is beneficial? Sometimes for more rapid absorption, it's a great idea to go with a bioidentical uh, liposomal product. I, I worry a little bit about using liposomal products long term just because it's another manipulation. And I, I like a whole food, really. So giving it a try at first to see if you can shorten the the onset to action is is a good idea. But in a lot of cases, I mean, if you're able to hold just an ordinary uh, tincture in your mouth for a minute, you're going to get uh, great absorption that way. So, so that's probably the best way to do that. But uh, I'm not adverse to a liposomal uh, uh, product. Sure. So with dosing, and I guess I don't see children, but I know how typically do you recommend children are dosed? I mean, is this something that's dosed based on weight also, like a lot of supplements are? Or is it really to therapeutic effect, meaning start low and just work your way up? So it's I'll, to therapeutic effect. Yeah. But if you're dosing children, you need to have your pediatrician on board. You need to have, uh, you know, a written consultation with a cannabis expert. You have to have a lawyer who has given you a thumbs up. The product has to be under lock and key, even though it's completely legal and totally safe. It needs to be under lock and key in your home with one parent or guardian who's administering to that child. 
And then you're probably going to be safe from getting hassled from authorities. All those things in place would be the time that I would uh, would recommend. Uh, I'd recommend all those consultations be in place before you administer anything to a child. And how does someone find... Are you a source for that for patients? Oh, sure. I <laughs> to have talk to people who are thinking about, and I have a whole community, of course, around me. So if it's if you're in a state that I, I'm licensed in Iowa, because we talked about before we started, yeah, yeah. practiced at Mercy in Cedar Rapids. I love that. I, I'll tell you something. I have worked in a lot of hospitals because I, when I was trying to close my practice and move into a different portion of my career, I did a bunch of locums work, which is really fun. You run around the country and do, uh, you know, fill in work wherever anybody needs help. And Mercy had lost a couple of doctors. They had a doctor die um, somewhat surprisingly, I think with a some sort of intracranial problem, like a subarachnoid hemorrhage or something. It was horrible. And then they had another doctor move away and suddenly they were in a real pickle. So I went and worked in Mercy for a while. And I love that hospital. It, it is, they run so tight. It is so well run. It's a very good hospital. I think that might be my favorite hospital in the country. You know, yeah, you guys have great hospitals in uh, in, uh, at least that particular hospital in Iowa. I can tell you you go there and you can be really, really comfortable and safe. But anyway, if I'm not available in the state that you're in, uh, I can certainly find somebody who can help you in most cases. So how do we determine when purchasing a CBD oil product as a consumer? How does the consumer know if that product is quality or not? Or how do you advise they find their, their products? Because you can get them at like a flea market. So And home video. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably going to get what you pay for. Right. So my, my favorite thing to do is to buy from somebody you know and someone you trust. And so, you know, we talked, Stephanie, before you started, uh, before we started about, you know, having some products available for your community and making it, uh, making right. uh, some great products available. I've just recently uh, established a relationship with a, a product line that offers wholesale CBD to uh, people who uh, you have to sign up as an affiliate. So it's an additional added step, but it does allow you to get very inexpensive products. And the thing I love about this company is they have uh, not only the CBD isolate and the full spectrum CBD, but they also have a CBN infused CBD and a CBG infused CBD. Which so, is, what is that? <laughs> when you really start to get into the weeds here, CBN is, uh, is one of the most sedating of the cannabinoids. So when you use with CBN, it does a really nice job with the insomnia and anxiety patients. And the CBG is like this. It's considered the Rolls Royce of all the cannabinoids. It's expensive to extract. It's difficult to extract. And when that's uh, in a higher level, it appears to have particular benefit with immune responses and, and with the overall response of the product. So those are both some very exciting products. And they're listed at twice as much as regular CBD. But if you sign up as a wholesale, then, of course, you're getting it at basically the price of regular CBD, which is really neat. Now, are there any major contraindications or cautions patients should have with using CBD? 
Well, my biggest caution is that it just doesn't work for everyone. It's being marketed as this wonder drug that works for everyone. And it works for a lot of people. So I don't want to uh, minimize its value. But there are a lot of, uh, you know, there's within every study that I read, there's somewhere between 17 and 21% of people that just say they didn't get the result they had hoped for. So and some of that is because people don't want to take a couple of weeks to titrate. But it's not the person who's always at fault. Sometimes you just don't have a large amount of CB receptors in your body. And this really isn't the product for you. It just doesn't respond. Sure. The way you want. Sometimes you have like a very high level of the uh, FAAH, the hydroxylase that breaks down the, the fatty acid. And then it breaks down very quickly and you end up having less of a response over time. There's both of those issues that, you know, can impact the way people respond to it. I mean, I'd love for you to, to, I'd love for everybody to give it a try because I think it's really valuable for four out of five people. But every now and then somebody's going to say it just didn't work. And I believe that. I don't think it's for everybody. Sure. If someone is already on pain pills, like narcotics, sleeping pills, does this interfere with those or can it provide a synergistic effect? Like you said, you can't overdose in it, but is it safe to use in combination with those sort of medications? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in general is going to provide a nice synergistic effect and may even allow people to stop their other products. You know, in a lot of cases, some University of Michigan data on fibromyalgia, there's a lot of data out of Israel on different pain products where people started a cannabinoid formulation and stopped their opiates. So really awesome. remarkable responses that are, that are, I think, leaving the pharmaceutical industry a little anxious and also leading the pharmaceutical industry to try to figure out ways to patent like certain combinations so that of they course. can get a hold of their corner of the market here. Of course. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but are there any genes that could predict one's response to CBD? Like predict if it's going to work or not? Or are there any SNPs that we know are linked to the um, endocannabinoid system? Mm -hmm. Do we know much yet about that? Not yet. I haven't found... I mean, I've certainly had people tell me that they have a really great genetic product that I should market to my community and that will let them know if they get a response. But I haven't seen a uh, product that I... Uh, have marketed to my community yet. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I think it's it might be coming, but I think at the same time it's it's a matter of trying it and listening to your own body to some degree. But I, I understand the inner trying to figure out like will this work for me would be so nice because I sure. remember talking to a patient about weight loss one time and she it was such a beautiful response. She said, Do you think if I could listen to my body, I would be here right now? And it was such a powerful statement that obviously you're asking me for help. You're having some trouble listening to your body's cues. So doing that is not for everybody. But at this point, I don't have a great product for people who want to know in advance if it's going to work. Immune and inflammatory challenges arise when our bodies cannot keep up with the demands of handling stress, toxin removal, and cellular function preservation. Managing inflammation is an effective way to help protect our immune system and overall health. And as most of you know, turmeric is a very effective natural anti-inflammatory, but not all turmeric products are created equal. Many products utilize ingredients like black pepper or technologies designed to increase absorption. Unfortunately, that's not the way nature intended your body to use turmeric and can actually lower its efficacy in your body. My go-to for managing chronic inflammation is Turmeric Complex. 
Termar complex contains the proteins, oils, and other compounds naturally found in the root that allow it to interact with our gut instead of skipping past it to help lower inflammation. This formula targets various pro-inflammatory markers and supports healthy breathing, cognitive function, gut, and immune function. That's why I recommend Termar complex to all my patients with inflammatory issues. Use code Termaric for 10% off at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Speaking of metabolism, though, is it true that CBD oil can actually improve metabolism also? Well, people uh, over and over and over and over and over studies showing that if people have been using cannabinoid formulations over their lifetime, they keep their body weights lower and they have uh, healthier waist to hip ratios. And they also have lower cholesterol levels, lower triglyceride levels better HDL to LDL ratios, less insulin resistance. Some of the studies are saying that's, that's just because they keep their body weights lower. For some reason, when we expose people to cannabinoids, their body weights are lower. And then, it, but, but, but I've had so many patients, not one, but so many patients that have started a little bit of CBD for purposes of managing their anxiety, and suddenly their blood sugars drop and they have to stop their diabetes medicines. And so there's something more complex going on here. And I, I'm a clinician. I, you know, I'm 20 years internal medicine. I thought I was going to be a bench researcher as a kid, and I never pursued that, that career. But some bench researcher somewhere needs to figure this out. Sure, sure. <laughs> as a clinician, I'm telling yeah. you, people with metabolic disorders appear to get better. Benefit, yeah. I mean, I, I can't help but think that has to be a result from inflammation reduction, probably. I don't know, right? Part I of mean, it could, be a re- uh, it, it could be a result. The other thing that I think is that, and I have seen this a number of times with my own eyes, that people just don't, aren't as hungry and they don't sure. eat as much when sure. they're using cannabinoids or they're using CBD because they get a little upset tummy when they eat too much. They just, because... There's some slowing of the transit. So when you put food in your mouth and it moves to your anus, the, the duration, that's called a transit time. And that duration of time that it takes from food to move from mouth to anus increases when you've had um, a cannabinoid exposure. So I think people just feel full longer and it gives all of these body systems because I mean, there's 40 or 50 different recognized hormones now that get released when you eat, not just insulin, but everything else that is interacting to help you store your food and put you in a fed state as opposed to a fasting state. So all of those hormones move into a different realm when, and, and all of them are impacted by CBD. Sure. Let's talk about that because in owning a hormone clinic, I had been taught through my fellowship program that marijuana specifically can raise estrogen levels negatively, like in men, right? So men (laughs) smoke marijuana, they have lower testosterone, higher estrogen levels. And so that was a concern that I had when I started to incorporate CBD oil into my practice. And I think there's more to that story that I don't know. Can you speak to that at all? I've been, I've actually been told that vaping does not raise estrogen levels, but actually smoking (laughs) the marijuana, something with the oxidation that happens. Can you speak to that? And, And if that, if CBD oil would raise estrogen negatively, it sounds like it wouldn't, but well, it does, It may. With men, the study that was done, which I think was a really smartly designed study also, was a bunch of uh, biopsies of, of testicular masses. And when they typically biopsy a mass in the testicle, they biopsy the mass and they biopsy a little bit of neighboring normal tissue. 
so that you can compare it to the normal tissue and get and, and get some additional data on exactly what you're looking at within the mass. And so they looked at a number of benign masses and normal tissue and who was smoking weed and who wasn't. And it appears that people who are using cannabis are experiencing a reduction in their sperm count. And they're having, because of spermatogenesis, it appears to directly affect spermatogenesis. So I, I don't think that we can support the data that estrogen and testosterone are shifted, but it does seem like the, simply the number of sperm that are made is a little bit lower. So if somebody's dealing with infertility as a male sure. in their relationship, they should probably hold off on cannabis use until they, uh, you know, until they get pregnant. And um, CBD oil? I mean, and and CBD? Or do we not we know? We enough data to know whether it's THC or CBN or CBG or CBD. So I would hold off on any cannabinoid, you know, sure. while you're working on infertility. That, okay. that I think, is, is pretty clear. How exactly it stops spermatogenesis or slows spermatogenesis, because it doesn't stop it, but it slows it. I don't think that we know. I, I think we're a long way away from knowing that. But I'm not aware of changes in estrogen levels or testosterone levels okay. consistently documented. And sure. then, of course, everybody will say, well, didn't Bob Marley have like 18 kids? <laughs> so, so it seems like people are doing okay with reproducing Sure, sure. If patients start using CBD oil and they see great benefit, I know one of the questions is going to be, okay, what do I do if I have to go visit family members, right? Can they take CBD legally across state lines? I mean, if it's legal in all 50 states, then the answer should be yes. Or what's, how do you answer that question? Legally take it across state lines. Oh, good to know. Okay. For wherever you're traveling to. But the Transportation Security Administration said they're not going to be, you know, identifying TSA in your suitcase and going. They said that back at Christmas time that they're not going to uh, fuss over CBD in somebody's suitcase if they find cannabis or, uh, you know, sure. they're, yeah. they're not the DEA. But yet their yeah. job is to make sure that you're not trying to blow up the plane. So they they worry about those things. But if they do sure. find drugs, they will send you to the appropriate authority, the authorities. But, I, you know, I, I just read that they're not looking for um, those products. You know, it's difficult to really, it's, it's fussy to try to prove that this stuff actually is CBD or cannabis, right? Because these bugs look exactly the same. So, uh, you know, you can't, you can't say by looking at it, whether you have a bud that concentrates THC or a bud that concentrates CBD. It just leads to a whole bunch of hassle, a lot of testing and a big delay for something that really isn't in their realm of what they're trying to do anyway. Sure, sure. I think you alluded to the drug previously in this interview, which I cannot pronounce, Epidiolex, which is a drug that has a very high THC to CBD ratio, I think that can be used for seizure, seizures. Is that true? Is that, and does the U.S. have the patent on that then? I think Epidiolex right now is only available in Europe. Uh, oh, for, okay. For uh, seizures. You know, out in seizure disorders specifically, there have been six studies, five of them very well done, involving over 500 patients. And uh, most of these patients were young adults and children who were dealing with seizure disorders that were giving them a seizure every day, like a very out-of-control seizure sure. disorder. sure. Interestingly, in these studies, over half of the study uh, responses were completed by a caretaker. So these are very disabled people who have very limited functionality. And they reported with high doses, high concentrations of CBD, they were able to reduce the seizure frequency 
by about half in most studies. So very reassuring and very powerful responses in people who need a powerful therapy. But but again, in this very limited population. So obviously, these are powerful products. I sure. love to talk about their legality and their safety and about how they're really nice to help you sleep. But clearly, if they can take a person who is severely disabled from 30 seizures a month to 15 seizures a month, that's really phenomenal when right. everything we have in Western medicine hasn't managed it. So don't think that that can or bottle or soft gel of CBD you have in your hand is like just a a snake oil because it's not. You know, it's been very well studied in a number of severe conditions and shown to provide really high level of value. So you can get a remarkable response for all kinds of conditions. And, you know, I'm not a neurosurgeon. I mean, I'm an internal medicine doc. I've committed my life to taking care of people who have minor complaints. You know, I mean, I'm not cutting tumors out of people. I take care of people who have trouble sleeping. But I can tell you that those problems define a lifetime for some people. They're miserable with their pain. They're they're miserable with being unable to sleep. They're they're anxiety-ridden and they can't manage their relationships. And, And having a product that actually finally works is a medical breakthrough. It's nothing short of a medical breakthrough for so many of the people that I work with. So we can't minimize what is possible when we balance the ECS. Good way to wrap this up. (laughs) So tell us where listeners can find you. What's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, any of the emails that come through cbdandcannabisinfo.com come directly to me. You should be able to get the data you need from there. It's, you know, I hope those videos are fun and entertaining. But if you don't have the video you need, then uh, then just let me know. And it's probably in production. I can uh, shoot it right away. We have a cannabinoid protocol that we're uh, that that we have available to help you learn everything you need to know and support you for any questions you have for anybody that you're working on in your coaching community. And of course, we also have uh, an opportunity to get your products at wholesale. So for any of those reasons, you can reach out to Stephanie or I and, um, and, and we'd be happy to help you. I'll post that website and then I'll post links, of course, to where patients can get signed up to get products as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show today and shedding light on the benefits of a great medicinal plant that works within all of our body systems and teaching us about the ECS. Is there anything else you want to conclude with? Gosh, not a thing. (laughs) I just hope that everybody stays really peaceful and calm. Actually, that is the thing I'd like to end with is that, you know, it's such a hard time right now to just stay peaceful and calm. And keep yourself upbeat. I mean, I was just listing all the things I wanted to do this year that I'm not going to do a few nights ago with one of my friends. And I got myself into a little bit of a funnel. All of us are experiencing some grief right now with what we were hoping we could accomplish that we can't. But and other other doors that are opening, it's tricky right now. And I think it's very important to to stabilize these memories in a way that is really, really safe and healthy for your brain. Because I think we're going to be dealing with this for decades. We're going to be talking about this. Our, our grandkids are going to be asking us, you know, what was that like for you? And we, we need to have those responses in a really happy, stable way. So I think it's more important now than ever to take excellent care of yourself, to go for a walk every day, eat great food, spend time with the people that you 
love, and I believe that CBD and cannabis are super important because the CB receptors are heavily located in the prefrontal cortex and in the amygdala, which is where memory and emotional attachment to memory is based. So if you can stabilize these memories in a happy, safe way, you're going to have decades where you'll be able to thank yourself for having done that. Wonderful conclusion. Well, thank you again, Dr. Clifton, for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you, Stephanie, for having me. I hope that was as helpful for you as it was for me. CBD oil has numerous applications for a variety of health conditions, and I was surprised to learn it can even help with keeping the waistline slimmer, which we all want, right? I know there's so much more to learn about CBD oil use, and I look forward to taking Dr. Clifton's course, link of which I'll post in the show notes. I'll also post our link to purchase CBD oil from the company Dr. Clifton is a medical director for, Nubita. We also carry sublingual liposomal CBD oil at the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. This podcast is produced by Team Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.